You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. Lovely human people, this is Joe. And I'm Fiorelise. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. Hello, how are you this week? How was your weekend? It was wonderful, other than, you know, triple digit heat or whatever, but yeah, it was great. Got some family time and um, we got a complete lazy day, which Mike has been asking for for a while. Oh, nice. Was that Monday? No, on Sunday, actually. It's it's usually Sunday. Yeah, we get to our weekends and it's like, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's put up this. Let's, you know, fix whatever thing or let's go pick up the thing I found on Marketplace. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he and he had said, he's like, can we just have one lazy day? And I'm like, God damn it. Well, fine. Since we have Monday as an extra day. So Sunday. Right. Oh, my God. But okay. What what a great day to have a lazy day super hot outside then you got the pool and you got you know everybody home uh do you guys barbecue are you barbecuers we did we barbecued on monday and at first i was like oh nice uh, i don't want to because it's like 110 <laughs> oh yeah yeah i guess i can see that yeah, yeah but my my mom and her boyfriend <laughs> my sister and her boyfriend came over um and then my mom's boyfriend barbecued and i was like fine i'll clean the grill for you and then you do the rest i don't want to stand over the heat and take care of any of that so if someone else Mm-mm. is down to do it what do you cook carne asada mm-hmm. that's it yeah oh, we just kept it see simple. right okay so um i i grill all the time because i would rather i would rather cook food like my meat on the grill uh-huh. than i would in like in a frying pan or an oven or something for sure so i grill all the time um but this because it was nice it was like cooler oh i felt like i got this really good deal on ribs i just saw them right and i'm like oh my god that's a really good deal on ribs so i grabbed them i threw them in my freezer and then because it was cooler i was like oh i think i'm gonna make ribs yeah. <clears throat> in the oven um, which still heated up the house way more than I was happy with, but um, <laughs> but anyway, they weren't they're they're not as good. But I can't grill ribs because you have to go slow and low, and I'm like, no, I, I don't have time to babysit it. Like, oh, that's too long. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not the, um, mm-hmm. I'm not good on babysitting things unless it's like if I can stick it in a crock Mm-mm. pot or whatever, and then I don't have to worry about it. But like my boss, right. my boss is like a big grill person he has a smoker he has a grill he has a pizza oven like he does the whole shebang he does this one it's yeah. a um try to brisket brisket thank you yes brisket so, try to yes. brisket okay yes it's a it's a brisket it's like i think like a 16 hour process like he puts it in for like no. overnight in the one thing and then he lets it rest Blah, blah, blah. Like it's a whole thing, right? And he has like alarms set on his phone, and I'm like, amazing, like amazing meat, like thank you, super grateful. 
but all that work is not that's not me that's not for me that's no too much no that is a wasted uh, <laughs> night's sleep that is a that is, <laughs> that is that is not worth alarms and stuff um you know again i'm very grateful and i think i love brisket when it's done right oh my god it's amazing but who i'm glad i don't have to do it yeah i'll just go buy it from the place that makes it <laughs> how about you no Honestly, I I had mentioned this to you earlier that um, the one weekend of the year that I really miss home in mm-hmm. Michigan is Labor Day weekend. Yeah, um, I just I have these longstanding traditions that were really really fun, and I just don't have those here, and so I miss it. But yeah, um, you know, but I did. Here's here's kind of a um, of a funny story. So I um, I miss I am a huge. Michigan State football fan and a huge, an even huger, making up a word, Michigan State basketball fan. But it's not basketball season right now, so mm-hmm. I won't go there. But so it's football season. And, um, you know, living here, I don't get to see any of the games in live. Um, and that was something that I did every year. I would see at least one football game live. Mm-hmm. Well, the Spartans are coming to Washington to play the Seattle um, well, it's in Seattle. They're the Washington Huskies, mm-hmm. and I snagged a ticket. Oh, cool. and I'm so freaking excited! So I'm gonna go um, next weekend. Actually, I'm gonna go um, watch the Spartans take on the Huskies in Seattle with a couple other friends. So oh, that's, really that's fun! I've never been to a football game. I've been oh. to basketball. So if you go to a football game. I mean, basketball is like the church of, of I call it the church of Izzo, um, the, the, basket, the coach is the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so do, I, I don't know what, if, 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 if I would recommend a pro pro football game for you or college, I like college better. It's just more fun. Okay. But if you've never been and you don't really care about sports ball, then you might want to just do a pro, a pro game. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I liked the energy of a basketball game and yes. the fact that I can actually follow the ball because for me football that's why I don't really like <laughs> to watch football is because I lose track of where it's at and I'm very thankful for new technology and how like now you watch tv and it like has yes. a little box and it tells you where it's at and I'm like this is this is made for me right <laughs> but before they highlight it I know yeah. with no <clears throat> i got you and there's so many i mean i love live games the energy and the tailgating and just just it's such a damn fun thing to do yeah, but if i have cool. my choice i would rather watch a game at home mm. because i can actually follow the game i yeah. can follow the game yeah. live because like you say replay and all that good stuff yeah you know um i didn't used to like football I've always been a a, bas- a a Michigan State basketball fan. Always been um, an NBA fan, but I never really cared about football until yeah. um, one of my friends is like, "Hey, I have skis and tickets. Would you ever want to catch some football games?" And so I was like, "Yeah, sure." Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I was with a bunch of she had like a bunch of women that she watched football with, and so when they were away games, we would all meet at this bar, this fun sports bar, and watch games. Mm-hmm. And one of her other friends was like. You literally cannot be a part of this group if you don't know what's going on. And I'm like, but I'm here for the drinks and I'm here for, you know, the snacks. And she's like, if you say football pants, I'm going to be like, so <laughs> the snacks, right? I am always there for the snacks. Yes. Um, so she's like, all right, let me teach you. And so she literally taught me oh. like, this is what's happening. This is, these are the elements of the game and everything. Okay. So 
it was fun to learn because it wasn't jammed down my throat. She was like, this is what just happened. And I was like, yay. And I would get excited. So, so she made it that's, fun. She made it fun. But now I really like it. Yeah. She made it fun. Right. And so now I watch it on my own, like on a Saturday, I'll have the football game on in the background. Mm-hmm. I'll be screaming and yelling and the neighbors probably think I'm insane. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike watches. Uh, he'll he'll watch baseball games whenever uh, he can, uh, and I'll watch it. I'll watch him with him, like you know, when certain players go up to bat or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't like when people get mad <laughs> about sports. So I'm just like right. mm. about a stupid sports. I'm like team. no. I'm not like you're I don't know we don't get I we don't get paid I don't get paid to put my emotions into that so I'm not I'm I, I right, just can't right. I just can't I can't be that invested in anything that is I don't know like it's a yeah. business I don't know it's weird to me it's it's a it's it's a it's an acquired taste I think uh, for anybody. I know plenty of guys yeah. that are like, I don't, I'm not into sports yeah. and um, you know, college basketball and college football. That's it. anything else I could care less about. I'm not, I'm not I don't really watch ba- baseball or I don't like hockey. None of that. Yeah. I'm yeah, no, but those two, those two sports, I'm, I'm really, really, I really, I enjoy the whole process of being a fan and watching the games yeah. and, you know, cheering for the team and the wins and the, when the, when they lose like the lows. Yeah. Know. The, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, it's fun. And all. The community factor of it and the camaraderie that comes from cheering for a team with another, with a group of complete strangers. And you have the one thing that's, you know, bind, bound, binding yes. you together, like the bond is, is the fact that you guys follow the same team or that you love the same team. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that energy of like camaraderie. Um, I don't so much care mm-hmm. for the like, oh, I in- automatically hate you because you're a Red Sox fan and I'm a Yankees fan. Like, well. I, I'm <laughs> Listen, and listen. I know. I know. And I'm speaking to all you U of M fans out there. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can't, I can't agree with what she's saying right now. <laughs> See, we can have two different viewpoints on this, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. I think this is our first segue into sports on the Esoterics podcast. Yeah. There's this very good episode of Hidden Brain, the Hidden Brain podcast, where they're uh, studying the psychology of group group thought, of group think. And the psychologist who studied this and who's written a bunch of papers on this, her interest in the idea was sparked from going to a Yankee Red Sox game and then these people who at first were like nice to her as the game progressed and the score got tighter, they were like badgering (laughs) her and insulting her. And she's like, I'm just here to enjoy a game with my boyfriend. Like, and she, and she, and so it, but it, but it sparked that, like what causes this, you know, and what, what creates this, but um, to like bring it all home, it's when you put yourself in a group of like, us versus them it creates that that group that thing but it's also the key to being a better human and and being a better member better member of society is to think instead of thinking of us versus them thinking of ourselves as 
oh, we're all human and we're all part of the human race and mm-hmm. that's what we are and that's it. And then so mm-hmm. there's no reason to be like us versus them or, you know, I'm better than them or they're whatever. It's we're all humans and that's it. And if you can put yourself in that group, you can have a lot more empathy and respect right. for people. Right. Well, I just don't understand how you can just instantly hate anything. I mean, that, that, this applies, this applies to politics. It applies to like literally loathe a a human being to the point of denigrating them, causing them bodily harm, hitting them, spitting them, whatever these asshole idiots do, like these crazy Uber fans. I don't understand. Yeah. What is the mentality to get you to that point where you're like, I'm going to take out my disc stupidness mm-hmm. on this other person i i, I don't get that yeah. um so um that's the part that always makes me go wait a minute what yeah like you, what it's a fucking game it's a game at the like end of the it. day yeah and i think a certain <laughs> amount of yeah. of you know playfulness between like friends like if you have friends that are u of u of m fans right and then you kind of poke fun at each other and you you have things that you say you'll text each other and be like haha or whatever <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's fine. My right? friend Mark on my Facebook. If, <laughs> yes, if you're if you're friends with me on Facebook, you'll see about this time that the the, the trash talking between myself and my friend Mark <laughs> it happens all season long. Um, but it's fun, and yeah. we I really really like him, and I respect him as a human. Yeah, um, you know, and outside of sports, we have a lot in common, and it's yeah. really fun. So yeah. So, you know, there's there are ways to do it and still keep it upbeat and have have a friendship with a person. You don't have to hate everyone who doesn't like the same team that you do. So what are we talking about today? Today, I thought that it would be an interesting conversation to have about universal law. Um, we've all heard of the law of attraction, but it's just one of the 12 universal laws. And so I thought it would be an interesting to get familiar with the other 11. Okay. Um, I can say that knowing them has helped me live a life uh, more aligned because here's the thing about the 12 laws. The universe gives us these really fucking cool tools to help us navigate our spiritual journey, evolution, challenges, all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, It gives us these tools so that we can do that with ease and joy. But it's up to us to learn how to use them. So that's the, you know, that's how people um, struggle. And in order to use them, we first have to be aware of them. So I thought, well, let's, Mm -hmm. let's get into that. Let's start with step one. All right. So let's talk about what exactly universal law is. It's an explanation of how things operate sort of in this third dimensional time space reality. Um, And it, these concepts and rules and laws all originated from source, also known as God, the universe, the higher power, etc. These laws were not invented, but rather discovered by humans through, you know, their experiences throughout, you know, humanity. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool that it's, you know, I don't know if they were channeled or however, but they were sort of discovered. Um, and then the thing to know about them is that they're always, always, always working, whether you're aware of them or not. Um they're always at play. Okay. The law of divine oneness. That's the first rule. The law, this is the primary law of the universe. And that basically says that everything is connected energetically. Okay. So as we, as energetic beings, none of us are truly separate from one another. So no matter, no matter what happens, we're never alone. We're all connected. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
how you apply that rule, I guess, maybe in your everyday is just being compassionate with others, recognizing that we're all similar. We all have hearts, emotions, needs and feelings, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, basically the whole, what would love do type of concept, sure. which uh, listen, I'm not good at that, but you know, <laughs> I try. <laughs> I know. We try. <laughs> I give it to myself. I try. Um, okay. The law of vibration. That's the second law. Um, we're going to get into this one a tiny little bit deeper than any of the other. And you'll understand why when I'm done. Okay. okay so this is the law that says our personal vibrational frequency, mm-hmm. um, our thoughts and beliefs, basically yeah. that creates our specific life experiences. Sure. So remember we touched on this in episode seven or 57 about walk-ins. Yes. Um, when I said that the Seth speaks author, Jane Roberts, she channeled, um, Seth who sort of introduced us to the deeper meaning of this law. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically um, your thoughts create your reality. And as long as your thoughts are aligned with what you want, you will manifest your desire. You absolutely will. Okay. So to get deeper into that a little bit, I thought I'd give an example. So let's say that you're able to easily receive money. Some people, it just keeps coming to them and coming to them but you have difficulty holding on to it or growing your savings because you have this belief um, or your personal frequency or vibration Mm -hmm. that doesn't support the idea that you're prosperous and that money goes, goes in and goes out. Anything that goes out easily comes back in. You don't hold that belief. And when you pair the law of vibration with the law of attraction, you've sort of nailed, nailed the formula for what it takes to attract desires into your reality through that vibrational um, alignment. Okay. Okay. All right. Now this is another area where we're going to get into it a little deep, a little bit deeper vibrational alignment. It's when the energy that you're sending out is vibrating at the same energy as the energy that you desire to experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Okay. And so how do you know, how do you know that you're in alignment or you're in vibrational alignment based on your emotions? And so Abraham Hicks has this cool emotional guidance scale and it lists 22 of the most common emotions in sequence from the highest vibration. What do you think the highest vibration is? Uh, Love. Right. I would think so too. Right. But apparently it's joy. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I thought so too. I was like, shut up. I had to double check Abraham Hicks. I'm like, they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They they do. I would say the difference between love and joy is that joy is just louder. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really uh, beautiful. And that's probably why, because there's usually like more sound involved with joy, right? Than with love. Yeah. Um, And then the lowest, what what would you think the low? See, again, I didn't think this either. What would you think the lowest? Oh, I don't know. Either like fear or hate. Right. I would exactly what I thought too. It's powerlessness. Oh, okay. Feeling defeated. Okay. Right. I can kind of see that. They make sense. Anyway, so I'll share the image of um, the one that I sort of pulled up on Google um, on the socials, but anybody, you know, any, any of you listening, you can just Google Abraham Hicks emotional guidance scale and you'll find tons of examples out there. There's, it's not one specific thing. And I think it's been redone a million times, but Mm. anyway, so 
that's how you find out whether or not you're in alignment is based on that scale. So let's say that you are feeling hopeful, content, optimistic. Yeah, um, yeah you're in alignment. But if you're feeling um, discouraged, worried, you know, sure. then you're not in alignment with what's going on. So that's, that's, that's how you sort of apply that law of vibration with the law of attraction. Yeah. You see this a lot with relationships or when people, when a person is single and if they're kind of in that, in that vibration of like, like desperate single of like, (laughs) Oh, I'm like, I only meet jerks. I only do this or, or I, I can't seem to ever meet anyone. And it's like, because it's, you have this like desperate, like fear base, thing of like maybe you're like afraid of deep down fear of being alone and that's mm-hmm. that's shining right. through and so mm-hmm. because the vibration that you're putting out is this feeling of fear of being alone the universe is going to reflect back to you yes you're alone yes you're alone. <laughs> and that's kind of where yes. you're stuck yes whereas once you release the whole like the fear of being alone you're like you know what i'm comfortable where I'm at, regardless of whether there's an extra person here with me or not. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they meet. And then there it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there it goes. Right. So that's a perfect example of, right. You're, you're, you're actually keeping the thing from you because you're stuck in this vibration. It's just really hard to get out of that vibration when you're in that mindset of loneliness. So loneliness, it looks like is, I don't think I don't see it on the scale here, but it would be along those lines of fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness, which yeah. is vibrational twenty-two. Yeah. True. If anybody has ever experienced real, true loneliness, it is literally, it is one of the most horrible feelings in the absolute world. And I'm not talking just like you know I'm bored. I want I want to talk to somebody. I'm yeah. talking like serious loneliness it fucking sucks yeah. and so um i can see why it would be listed at 22 mm-hmm. anyway all right so um let me see in terms of money mm-hmm. now if people if you want to um i guess i guess how to apply this law in terms of that money yeah. um i'm going to recommend two books So the first one is Wired for Wealth. Um, That will help you sort of identify your money challenges or what those what the energy is around money. Mm -hmm. And then Tasha Silver has a book called It's Not Your Money. So when you read the two of those together, Mm -hmm. the first book will help you identify where you might be at the lower vibrational or out of alignment with prosperity and abundance. But then Tasha Silver, who's a little more woo-woo, she's going to help you um, see that, you know what, dude, it's not really your money. It's, it's coming and going, it's flowing. Yeah. It it comes in, it goes out, it comes in, it goes out. Yep. And I will tell you that once I started being, um, mindfully like less, um, I'm, I'm sending this out, but I'm going to trust that the universe is going to um, return that to yes. me. That It started flowing much, much, much more beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is all stuff that we go over in the in my shadow work class on prosperity and money. We yeah. do this, and yeah. one of the main things is that prosperity needs a clear channel to flow through. So whether it's you have this desire to go on a vacation or to fund a new home or a new car or whatever it is, or you want to help someone or you want to hire an employee, whatever it is, but it needs somewhere to go. It's not just like, you can't just be in like 
hoarding vibe of like, oh, I just want money because I just want to have it. No, it's what do you want to do with it? And that's you're creating the channel for that to flow through. You know what else is that people need to have an outlet for the universe to work through. So people are like, well, I'm always broke and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But do you have another income stream? Maybe you open up an Etsy shop and fill it with some shit that you do, or Mm -hmm. maybe you, you know what I mean? But if you only have one income stream or one potential, you know, that you have taken action and done on, then that's, then it would help to do something else. I mean, there's always blessings and stuff where, you know, some people are just blessed with stuff that you can't account account for, but for the most people, Having a couple income streams is is a, always a good idea, I think, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. The law of correspondence. We're going to move on now because um, mm-hmm. that was a lot. Um, the law of correspondence states that our external reality is a reflection of our internal mental and emotion emotional state. So basically as above, so below. Yes. Um, and this is another law that makes it really easy to see where you're out of alignment. Um, you know, it's going to show your, your, your vibrational frequency and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you're all fucked up internally, emotionally, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna notice that your life is sort of reflecting that in all areas, right? Not just one area, but yeah. Um, let's see. How can you apply this law? Um, basically, work with your higher self to ask what the situation can show you about yourself if you're in if you're in a like a lower vibrational um, emotional state, yeah. and remember that it's happening for you, not to you. Mm-hmm. I know some people might be triggered by that, like I didn't ask for this, but you know what I mean, right? That's hard. Because we start getting into yeah. that that field of spiritual bypassing, right? Of telling someone like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. But it's like, this fucking sucks. Like, especially when it's right. some, like you yeah. lost someone or, you know, whatever it, whatever it may be. There's no, you know, scale of what's worse or whatever. It's how you feel about it. But um, it's how you feel about it. It's, it's hard when you're in it. It is. And so uh, giving yourself that space to, to honor yourself in that moment, but um, also not adding to it on top of it, because Mm -hmm. yes, whatever difficult thing you're going through, you're going through it and no one is discounting that, but don't add more shit on top of it. Don't story tell yourself into saying like, oh, this happened because I'm deserve it or because whatever don't right don't pile like, more nobody deserves bad things no. other than child pre perverts they deserve bad things um but you know what i mean like nobody deserves horrible things happening yeah. to them yeah um, um all right the law of attraction everybody knows about that one that is the most well-known concept um and basically it applies to everything in the universe objects people situations thoughts feelings emotions all those things um <clears throat> the the law of attraction is why people experience um either a lucky streak or a downward spiral mm. right again as within so so without as above so below um and so that's why when things get really really good that they keep getting good if you're if you're present in that energy and you're yeah. like life is really good right now i'm so appreciative of this i'm grateful yeah. i love this more please more please more yeah. people never want to fucking ask for more they're like i shouldn't <laughs> ask for so much fuck that the universe is prosperous abundant and 
Yeah. Like endless. Yeah. Ask for every fucking thing you've ever wanted in your entire life. Yeah. Uh, it, and then some people, and I know I've been guilty of this in the past, good things happen. And then it's almost like you're waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, I know, right? And that's um, – sometimes it's a – obviously, it's a fear-based mentality. But the fear comes from because we're not used to experiencing so much good that we think <laughs> that you have to, like, pay for it somehow by things going bad afterwards. And that's not true. Like, allow That's not your, true at all. Yeah. Allow yourself to be like, I used to think that way and I do not think that way anymore. And – and that's it. Just again, like don't add more, don't story tell more stuff around it. Just let it, let it go. Just let it go. I, I mean, you know, and just be in the, just be okay with the fact that you freaking deserve this amazing thing that's happening to you. Mm-hmm. You're not being judged for feeling that you deserve it. You're not being criticized. You're not being hated. Nobody's talking shit about you behind your back because you think you deserve good things. I mean, that is why a lot of people are like maybe feel like they don't deserve them or maybe they were told that they didn't deserve them by early childhood caregivers, yes. mm-hmm. you know, early trauma experiences, whatever. Yes. That's a hard one to overcome, but man, when you do, it's a game changer. It really is. Yeah. <clears throat> there is a person, um, I think it was on TikTok giving this, it was, it's a really short piece of advice using this law um, that when something good happens or something you know that brings you joy just say more of this please yes or show me how this can get even better like and that's mm-hmm. and then just keep asking for that like how yep. show me how good it can be and yep. and that's it like mm-hmm. and then just show the gratitude afterwards I have all of these little things stuck around my monitor here, little notes and everything you know because I have a desktop monitor like a big giant one yeah. <clears throat> I have um, what is possible? That's a question mark to mm-hmm. always ask. Well, what is possible? If I think, oh, that's not possible. Well, what is possible? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have this other note that says, um, who knows what the future holds, but the present is pretty sweet right now. Yeah. And I, I've had that for like a year and a half up there. And it, so, and I always look at that and then I have, you know, I am powerful. I always have more than enough, you know, all those mm-hmm. things, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The law of attraction. Okay. The next one, number five is the law of inspired action. And that law states that inspiration will come to you when you're aligned with your true expression of self. So this means when you're doing the shit you're meant to do, when you're doing what you were born to do, when you're operating in the most authentic expression of self as possible, that's when inspiration comes to you. And inspiration Mm -hmm. is intuition. It's messages from spirit, from your spirit guides, from your higher self. It's your mental, spiritual um, language between you and the universe to help you stay focused. And, and, And it's the simplest law. Do what you love and that's how you will live the, but your best life. But again, people are like, you know, I can't do what I love because I got to pay the bills. I got to be this really boring, horrible corporate job that I hate because it pays the bills and it's what's right. expected of me. Right. I can't go be a, yeah. a, you know, a chiropractor in Bali. <laughs> yeah. It's the idea too of um, inspiration will find you working. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to, 
teach this to my daughter, my our oldest, um, because she is kind of struggling with she doesn't want to know what she wants to do with college. Like she doesn't know she's ready to transfer out oh, of community yeah. college and she's ready to go to a four year um, or to get her bachelor's. And she's kind of she's like, I don't know what I want to do for the like the rest of my life. And I'm like, first of all, whatever you mm-hmm. choose to do within the next whatever two, five years is doesn't have to be what you are going to do forever. Allow yourself. Word. Yeah. Allow yourself to go through and uh, get another job and see if you like it. Maybe you hate it and then you'll learn that you hated that and that you'd never want to do that again. Or you'll find mm-hmm. that you you love it and you want to do this forever or you want to do this for whatever the next 10, 15 years. It doesn't, nothing has to be mm-hmm. permanent. Nothing is ever permanent. Allow yourself to flow through right. and see what brings you joy. What do you love? What do you not love? And that's okay because everything teaches you something, whether it's that you hate it or you don't. Yeah. Or maybe you're neutral about it and that's okay right. too. Right. But right. don't stress out about that's having such to have good it all advice, mom. Up. Thank no. you. No. <laughs> and that's such good advice that you're giving her, right? Like, I wish that I had had a mom that would have given me that advice. It just takes so much of the pressure off if she, you know, internalizes it. Yeah. And takes it. Is yeah. she into like woo woo and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She- yeah. You should pull her, her numerology numbers and, and that, that will help her identify, you know, these are your strengths. These are where, you know, this is your purpose. This is how you express yourself. This mm-hmm. is your soul urge. Mm-hmm. At least give her a starting point. Um, you should do that. If I can send you the link that up of the calculator I use. Yeah. I've done a, some astrology for her. She's like a hardcore Virgo. She's like a, she's a double Virgo. She's, is she? She's a sun Virgo. And so she has to have everything like planned out. Like she's the one that hates surprises and she has to um, have like, you know, the, right. the map, uh, planned out from a point A to point B. And that's, I think that's what, that's what, uh, like she trips up because she's like, I don't have a plan. Like, how do I just get started on step A without having, oh, you know? and it's like, no, just take the first step, like one, one at a time, one thing at a time. And that's, but you know, everyone's crafted for their own individual lessons and that's hers. That's hers. And and then coming from, right, coming from a five, she's probably like, you're nuts. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Structure, structure. structure. Yes. <laughs> the exactly. five's like, you don't need a plan. What do you need a plan need for? Plans. <laughs> um. Okay. So, I guess to how do you apply that law? Um, that law, because it's of being aligned with your true self, your truest self-expression. I would think meditation, connecting with your spirit guides, that sort of thing. Um, maybe some astrology, some numerology, um, you know, f- getting a reading, really helping yourself get clear on what it is you want to do and how you want to do it so that you can start doing moving down that path. When people book Akashic readings with me, my favorite favorite topic is um, where they're out of alignment with their soul purpose or their path, what they're meant to do, what mm. they're supposed to do, what gifts they came to the world with, and then looking at their past lives to see what they're bringing forward mm-hmm. to see what would be good options for them going forward. That's my absolute favorite reading in the world um, to do and give. That's extremely helpful. It's super helpful. Okay. This one is called the law of perpetual transmutation and it's universal law number six. And that states that energy is constantly evolving and fluctuating and energy that is constantly moving in toward that similar frequency Mm. um, of positive, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
or it's always moving toward negativity. Whatever it is, you're pre not, I won't say predisposed to that, but um, some people are just negative and you know, they just keep going with it and keep going with it. And they just experience negative things, right? Mm -hmm. That's their point of attraction. And then there's those other people that are positive that, you know, experience the, the opposite of that. So, um, the, the thing about this law says that those higher frequencies trans can help transmute those lower frequencies. Mm. So here we come to the whole purpose of a light worker. Light workers are meant to vibrate at a higher level so that those, their frequencies can help raise or transmute those lower vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I swear you know um let me see maga republicans or maga <laughs> trump supporters um versus um you know maybe uh, um a liberal who's like you know or humanitarian we'll just say sure. we'll say mm-hmm. humanitarian um you know one vibration is higher than the other one and that you know it can help offset mostly about ascension and stuff sure so. and it helps to offset yes. that that uh, the that lower vibration. Uh, there's scientific evidence. There's the Maharishi effect of when people just meditate in one ge- geographical area and how it raises the vibration. It lowers the crime. They they do nothing. You yeah. Know? They yeah. do nothing. Like they don't go into town. Mm-hmm. They don't recruit people. It's nothing like that. All they do is go into one location, meditate, nope. and somehow, for some reason, the crime rate drops. Didn't they do that with a whole town, like in Wisconsin or something? It was like in Ch- everybody at one time meditated. Chicago. It was in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. The Maharishi effect. Who is Maharishi anyway? Uh, he's the guy that developed the transcendental meditation technique. He's the guy that the, oh. that the Beatles oh. hung out with. <laughs> you know what you know what I'm what talking about. What did they about. do when the they they went with him to India and they stayed with him for months? And when the Beatles came back and they were all hippies, it was because they had spent so much time with the Maharishi. Dude, shut up! I'd never heard that story. Yeah, that was he was their guru. Yeah, that was their guru. <laughs> oh, I yeah. want a guru. I really do. I want to go to. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily want to go to a tropical part of the world because of the bugs, but um, sure. I do want to go like. And then get a guru or something, <laughs> or have a guru. I don't know. I'm so like weary about it now because now now it's like all these. This is like another tangent, but it goes off to like a lot of it's men, and they're put in a position of power, right? And you know you can't be like a single woman. You can have a female guru. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's going to have to be <laughs> because in the state of the world as it is, <laughs> no, I don't trust. I don't trust them. Freaking gurus, gurus. We don't trust you because you say it weird too. <clears throat> okay, the law of cause and effect. This is yeah. the seventh universal law. The law of cause and effect. That states that for every cause, there's an effect, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so again, we go back to our experiences are the effects of our thoughts. So to change our experiences, we must change our thought. Um Okay, here's the thing, how to apply it or work with it or, you know, use it to your advantage is that what you put out there, it's going to come back to you. It might not come back to you eventually, Mm. um, or I'm sorry, it might not come back to you right away, but it will come back to you um, eventually. Now, 
yes, that's that's what you put out, you get back, right? What mm-hmm. comes around goes around, that sort of thing. Um, the law of cause and effect, I think, is more karma rather than the next law that we'll talk about, which is the law of compensation. That's law number eight. The law of compensation basically says you reap what you sow, okay? Okay. So what you give to others shall be given to you. Um, Again, going back to number seven, um, what you, um, you, you change your experiences, you change your thoughts. See, see uh-huh. the difference there? So would you say, so which one is, is more karmic than the other? Which one would you say? Or, or are they both technically karmic? I would say. Well, they both technically are, but I would say the law of cause and effect is more about experience, right? You change your thoughts, you change your experience. And remember I said that karma is experiential. Karma is not punitive. Mm -hmm. It's about experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so if you can manage your experiences by managing your thoughts, which then change your experience, I mean, that's fucking badass, right? The law of compensation says what you give to others should be, will be then given to you. And that's the opposite of what I think karma is. And it makes me mad when people are like, you know, karma's going to get you. No, karma's not going to get you. You know, karma's not an asshole walking around punking people. Almost sometimes it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Basically, the law of compensation says if you offer your highest and best, your best version of self to Mm -hmm. others, that's what you're going to get back from others or you're going to be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Um, It assures us basically that our efforts will always come back to us positively if we contribute positively, right? So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what you give to others shall be given to you. Okay. Okay. So, um, honestly, how do you work with that and incorporate that? Just ask yourself, you know, um, and this is hard too, all the time. I'm trying, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. Um, ask yourself, where am I being called to serve and support others today? Right. How am I being called to live my purpose mm-hmm. in service of others? How can I support others? That sort of thing, which is not easy. Cause some days you're like, fuck others. I just want to <laughs> do me, you know? Yeah. Or maybe that's just me. <laughs> Honestly, if you spend too much time in the car <laughs> and, you know, and he, you just surround yourself with people that don't know how to drive or people who are constantly on their phones and aren't paying attention to the road, it will drive you insane. And it will, like, reduce the empathy oh. that you have for people like by great amounts. Oh. <laughs> My God drivers other drivers nobody should be allowed to drive except for the people that we (laughs) deem okay right okay you can drive but you know there should be a common sense test uh the law of relative yes a common sense test the law of relativity this law suggests that we are um that we we tend to compare things in our world but in reality, everything is neutral, right? And it's all about perspective. It's everything is everything is relative. We experience, we all perceive reality in our own way and we all perceive it differently. Again, with politics, right? Some people perceive Joe Biden as a doddering old, you know, um, well, I don't know what they call him, Brandon. <laughs> and others, you know, perceive him as like I do somebody who's just brought some fucking stability back to the stupid white house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, perception. Um, so, you know, you can apply that by understanding, um, looking at the tougher parts of our life with a little bit more compassion. Um, you know, for instance, if we're ungrateful about something, um, it could be because we're comparing what we have with what somebody else has. And so, you know, basically looking, um, so the other day, well, first off, I just want to say that I hate being told to appreciate what I already have. I, I hate that more than anything because it's like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, I want my feels to let me have my feels. And if you can't hold space for me, fuck off. I don't say that to people <laughs> if they're telling me, you know, but I'm thinking it maybe a little bit. Um, anyway, so the other day I did a card pull for myself and I got the four of cups. Okay. Mm. And then now I use the light seers tarot. So if you have that, you know, and you, you want to grab your guide and look it up what it says, it's all about basically the card says, and I quote, being a brat, not being grateful for what you have. Ooh. Okay. When I read that the other day, it hit just right and hurt my fucking feelings. Mm. I it made me so mad too. I was so mad. I legit out I legit out loud said, fuck you, Tarot. Um, <laughs> but the message was necessary because it was a, a situation in my life where I was um I needed to realize, okay, like I have it pretty good. Yeah. I just was being a little bit of a brat about things. Um, and then once I shifted that and realized how much I actually have to be grateful for, um, it, it changed everything. It changed everything shifted. So, you know, I was just, because I changed the perspective, I was able to move out of my, uh, my perception of how that was. And so that's, that's freaking the law of relativity, how I was, how I experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. The, that tarot was savage though. I, I even looked it up the next day and it still like hit. I was like, oh, I'd never seen it before. Yeah. That sometimes the tarot, well, most of the times I feel like the tarot is like that. It's, it's not friendly. It, it can be it's mean. Very, very brutally honest <laughs> best friend. <laughs> I know. Damn it. Um, okay. So let me see. What are we on? Number 10. Um, yep. Love polarity. <clears throat> it states that everything has an opposite, good and evil, love and fear, warm and cold, mm. um, two sides, two sides of the same coin. Um, you know, here's something interesting about this law, though. This law is what gives birth to new desires when we manifest by pointing out that the thing we do want already exists in our soul. And we're just waiting to be, it's just waiting to be manifested in your life. Mm. So I tell people like, like if you really, really, really want, um, it's your biggest desire to own a house mm -hmm. um, or something even a little bit more crazy, like to to be a race car driver. Um, that's yours because that is in your soul blueprint. It's in your soul. That's a part of you. And people mm -hmm. are like, why do, why, why do I want to be? Why do I want to do that? That's a crazy dream or whatever. It's mm -hmm. not because it exists within you. Because I certainly don't have that dream to be a race car driver. <laughs> sure. so, you know, it's something unique to, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cool, I guess, maybe a little bit. But. Yeah. Um, so anyway, with the law of polarity, if you're experiencing a difficult situation, maybe tune into what the opposite looks like, mm. which can just sort of give you a new perspective. I see that as uh, like when someone's jealous of what someone else is doing or what someone else has. And 
you have to realize like the opposite of that is you can, you deserve that too because a lot of times it's like the, it's a secret little yep. voice telling you like oh that person has that and you don't have it therefore mm-hmm. you know and then story goes on or whatever um whereas if you realize that sometimes that spark of jealousy or envy that you may have like oh she's like she's doing that i wanted like i would love to do that it's like well you can do that your road may look very different mm-hmm. than theirs but you are capable and the fact mm-hmm. that you had that inkling that little feeling is an indicator that right? maybe you should you should pursue something that like that Plus, nine times out of ten when we're seeing what somebody else has or does, it's on fucking social media. And you know social media, I mean, it's like people only post their best shit. Well, not only because sometimes you get people on there that post all the shit show (laughs) details of their life, which is like, I need my popcorn for this. But but for the most part, people are like, look at my perfect life. Look sure. at my awesome life. Look sure. at, you know, and it's like, okay, well, well that's not really yeah. the case. But yeah, sure. But also, I mean, you know, not everyone's going to post. Every, like, I'm I'm not going to post myself first thing in the morning. Fuck that. <laughs> no. My iPhone doesn't right. even recognize my face. I'm not going to share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, or share, you know, um, you know, your your deepest family secrets or drama no. or mostly the, the best part. I think the worst thing is when people share like relationship or family drama on there. It's like, oh, why do you want people knowing that about you? But then, you know, of course, I will stay up all night waiting for yeah. the updates on yeah. that story. <laughs> I have I have a friend from like, high school who has been posting about how they were supposed to move out of state and – whatever happened fell through and now they're supposed to be out of their like rental at X day and they don't have anywhere to go. Um, and they haven't <gasps> been able to find, a, yeah, that's how homelessness. Happens. Yeah. They haven't been able to find a place to rent, um, within their budget. And so they're going to have to like live in their car for a while. And she had posted about how <gasps> people had been like wishing her husband bad and like, you know, this kind of stuff. And my first thought was like, oh my God, like you need Olympia. Like you, like you need to like shed this <laughs> shit away from you. Like you need to get rid of like that bad juju that people have clearly sent you. You are obviously aware because you're talking about it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to do something about it and you need to not talk about it because you're just perpetuating more of it. Um, but yeah, you need to fix that and give yourself some baths and. and Did you tell her? You know, you know, that's the thing is like, this isn't someone like that I know in that, you know, in that way. So I can't mm. just like pop into comments and be like, hey, let me like, let me prescribe you Olympia. Like, no. I think <laughs> you could slide into their DMs, right? As the kids say. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt, right? But then, I, I mean, I don't care. I don't I don't care if she thinks like what anything about me, but I'm just trying Would to be helpful. they believe you? Maybe, yeah. I'll try it. All right, keep us updated. We're, we'll 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 be expecting a, an okay. update next week. <laughs> Mostly, really, like that's horrible. Though I want to know that they're okay because yeah. that's how fucking homelessness happens. Yes, you know, and it's not just that's the biggest thing I've learned living here in Portland. It's not just because people are you know hobos or whatever, or drugs right? or on drugs it's, or something, or, no. or, or, right? Which is you know 
but but they're legit people that just are like you know can't find can't. Mm-hmm. housing or can't afford it which is afford it. Yep. I mean, that's just insane and yes. especially here on the west coast it's like i've never experienced it like this before every day i'm grateful for this place because yeah. um okay we have a couple more we have the law of rhythm and that states that cycles are a natural part of the universe everything's in with rhythm just like the four seasons our yeah. life has seasons yes. and so when we surrender to the flow um, and allow like our inner wisdom and our intuition and all of that stuff um, take hold, then yeah. we life just gets a little bit easier because we realize ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow is one of the more important concepts that I yes. had to learn with my um, money yeah. mindset. Is that when it comes in, it comes in, it just keeps coming in, and sometimes can it can feel a little bit like whoa, yeah. Yeah. and then you expect that you get to that certain level, and then you expect it, and then it just drops, yeah. right? And you're like, wait what happened? Why am I not being supported? Sure. Yeah. And that's not it. So. Yeah. And sometimes that ebb is for you to take a moment and reevaluate some things like take a look at all the things you might be spending excess on. Um, Take a good solid look at your bank account. Maybe you're being charged for shit that you don't need to be paying for anymore, you know, et cetera. Just like it's just a moment to, to take a hard look at your stuff. And once you do, it usually, you know, that that uh, the flow comes back up it's just it was just there to teach you something allowing that lesson to happen mm-hmm. i like that lesson i mean i don't like the lesson but i like i <laughs> but, like that explanation you know that insight okay and then the last one is the law of gender and that states that masculine and feminine energy exists in all things and life works best when both energies are aligned and working together um our divine feminine represents the parts of our consciousness that are connected to intuition feelings emotions creativity all of those things and then our masculine connects us to logic, authority, confidence, um, you know, taking action, all of that. So yeah. one is not better than the other. No. And both have to work together. It's the sun and um, the moon. You know, it's the sun and the moon. And this is why um, right now it feels like that's what's happening in the universe mm-hmm. or in, in on Earth is that we're trying to bring balance to that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's taking us through the rise of the divine feminine and bringing this imbalance into our consciousness. So, um, I mean, just Jesus, the last, uh, oh my gosh, how long has it been since we've been going through this nonsense? Definitely since like 2015. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and right now it's abortion rights. Um, it's one of the catalysts in this current energy. So, yeah. Um, I guess how to apply that for me personally, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I stopped applying that hustle mentality to my life. I fucking have never liked that hustle mentality. Yeah. Um, I did a, I think I did a topic on it. Uh, alignment is the new hustle. Yes. Um, who hustle just hustle is not a good thing to do. So, um, yeah, if you're in alignment you're doing what you love and, um, you're taking action, but you're using your, your, you have a practices in place to be creative and be inspired. And then you're using your more masculine tendencies to take actions, be responsible, set up, you know, yeah. the right structures. I, I, you can't ask more of yourself than that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like for me, it's honoring 
how I'm feeling and honoring that yeah. some days you are going to be far more productive than others and allowing yourself yeah, for sure. to to live in that and and to experience that without judgment without judging yourself um Right. Because I found that there's so much attached to that and that comes from like the way I was raised and, and all that of like, oh no, if you're bored, you should be doing something. Or, you know, if I'm stressed, I should go clean something or whatever, like, and that kind of stuff and just allowing yourself some days to just mm-hmm. have rest and allowing yourself also like to be busy right. sometimes because it's, it's all natural. Um, for me, what I've all natural ebb and flow. Yeah. What I've really worked on more lately is regarding like exercise because for a long, long time I was very just like every single day, like you got to get out there. Like you got to like earn your shower. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) it it was every day. (laughs) And now I'm, I'm like, I can't, I got my, I'm just, I'm too physically exhausted to do that every single day. So I'm looking into other avenues of, of still getting some physical exercise, but not as extreme and not as just like physically demanding as it has been for me in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exercise. Yeah. I'm not a, um, as a rule, I I don't, I'm not saying that I don't like exercise because I do. I love endorphins and I love the feeling of feeling good. And I love the feeling of showing up for myself, but it's hard to find one that really, you really, really like. Yeah feels good. I don't, I don't get those people who they find that one and then that's it. That's all they ever do. And they love it. And it creates this. Yeah. And I just, I'm just like, damn it. Can't I just find one? I do like yoga though, but, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I'm going to go try Pilates. It doesn't make me sweat. Yeah. You'd said that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep us posted. Okay. So just to wrap up all those laws, Yes. Um, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed at the thought of how the fuck do I integrate all of these <laughs> laws into my life, just know that um, it's good enough to simply understand the concepts. Yes. So I would pull these up on the internet. Um, they're easily, easy come up. Um, understand the concept and keep it on the back burner of your mind and then just slowly work at them day to day. Ask to remember one, ask for your help from your spirit guides, your higher self asked to you know remember one or two or three yeah. and eventually I don't work with all 12 but all 12 makes sense to me and I and I and I agree with all 12 so yeah. um, but that's taken years and years and years so you know baby steps as they say yes um and here's the cool thing now that you've been introduced to these laws um and then based on the law of attraction uh, their energy will come up more in your life more frequently. So you'll have more opportunities to work with them. So, so right. you're welcome. Universal law. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are all welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything for the closing vibe? I do just a quick card pull and we didn't plan this before, but I pulled from the Esther Hicks into the vortex deck. It's an oracle. Oh, it's yeah. An oracle deck. Yeah. So I pulled up card number 42, and it's Should I Leave or Should I Stay? It is very empowering to discover that your patterns of thought do not have to follow your current situation, and therefore your current situation on all subjects can change. 
we do not recommend taking the physical action of leaving a relationship without deliberately coming into thought alignment with the new desires that have been born out of your current relationship. And then whether you stay in this relationship or move on to another, you can have exactly what you desire. So if you've suddenly found yourself in whatever relationship is romantic, friendship, business relationship, whatever relationship this may pertain to you specifically, if you have suddenly found like there are things in this that are not working for me, instead of just being like, all right, therefore now I am out, taking that moment to re- to examine, okay, but what would work for me? Because if you don't take that moment mm-hmm. to say this is what's what will work for me or this is what I want – you're just going to get more of the same because that's not what you've put yourself in alignment more with. More of the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good one. Um, and it ties in beautifully yeah. with the entire you know topic of today, universal law. Yeah. Weird how that happens. <laughs> Every um, time. But yeah. You know, Abraham Hicks is one of the first um, sort of spiritual leader teams that I mm-hmm. really um, – I think that was the first one that actually made me go, oh, this stuff is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's put in words that are understandable. And in sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like a short little, you know, couple, few sentences that, yeah, they just wrap it up real, Mm -hmm. real nicely for you. And in ways that make sense. Because sometimes sometimes can be so convoluted, so over-explained that it lose you get lost in the message. Uh, Like fucking tole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Ugh, it's like, I don't even know what you just said, but I want to hate you. <laughs> I don't want to hate him, but ugh. Like, just <laughs> nothing get the, about him do I want to understand or listen to. Just get to the fucking point. <laughs> right, right. Fucker. Um, okay, well, thank you. That was a, a lovely, a lovely a message to wrap it all up. You're welcome. Follow us on Instagram, guys. We love um, to, um, I don't know, we love followers. <laughs> just, we love sharing your just shares. follow us on Instagram. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, you know, I like to, and I, and I like to follow back, so I get, you know, new people and situations in my timelines. But yeah. um, you can find Fioralise at um, Fioralise, F-I-O. R A L I Z underscore. And then you can find me just by um, typing in Joe Figueres, Joe F I G U E R A S. And then I've got two accounts, Akashic Reader or Studio, and they'll both come up. So um, please do that. And you can find us on all the socials under Esoteric's podcast. Um, so be sure, to, be sure to join our Facebook community to hear firsthand about our services and events and courses and all that good stuff. Yes. And as always, stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.